Hello and welcome to the scan. We are excited to bring you this episode, which is part of the George Institute for Global Health series. In September 2014, a team from the George Institute visited the tribal belt of West Godavari district in Andhra Pradesh. The George Institute is an independent public health research institute. The team, including Dr. Pallab Mallik, Sudha Kallakuri, Siddharth Devarapalli, were visiting a hamlet in an area called Koyalgudam. Dr. Mallik is the director of research and heads the mental health division at the George Institute. Kallakuri and Devarapalli are research fellows with the institute. The institute had other projects in the district this is kalakuri we had a project office in bhimavaram which is in the west godavari district of uh, andhra pradesh uh, we were uh, trying to find a, a tribal belt where we could start the project so we actually had discussed about uh, which area to go and access with our existing field staff there who were already there from a very long time in who were involved in other projects so they suggested uh, a place uh, which was near koyalgudam dr molik's team wanted to start a mental health project aimed at improving mental health care access in tribal villages kallakuri remembers the ride that place was uh, 80 kilometers from um, the field office and uh, basically uh, we started off on a four wheeler and we thought that we would reach in one or one and a half hours but then uh, it took about almost three and a half hours of travel from the field office from bhimavaram so it was very far and uh, as we were approaching uh, uh, that place uh, we realized that the roads were also very bad and uh, we actually uh, visited uh, an area called nandapuram a local contact led them to the village it was a good 5 6 kilometers from the main road people have to walk up to the main road to find any public transport Kallakuri said that the houses were all scattered. Trained in biotechnology and clinical research, this was her first experience in community research. She found it fascinating. She gestured and explained the layout of the village. And uh, it is not that uh, this is the main road and then you walk for some time and then you find a set of houses at one place. It was not like that. If, suppose if this is the main road and then you uh, walk a bit, you find a house. Only one house will be there. Then you walk further. Then you will have uh, two or three houses there. Then you walk even further. You you will find a small shop there, a petty shop kind of a thing. Uh, so everything was like scattered. There were only few places where there were more than five or six houses uh, at one place, and uh, there were uh, hardly anyone whom we could see there. Uh, but when we were approaching the houses, then um, there were people who were just coming out and uh, you know observing who are we and why did we come there for? Because there was no uh, vehicular uh, movement also there. So we were going in a, a car, and then uh, on one side of the road we could see all uh, barren lands, and uh, there were. uh you know agricultural uh, some of them were converted into agricultural lands uh, however uh, people were very very few kallakuri said that by and large the villagers grew tobacco they were not very much uh, interested in talking and uh, when we told them that you know uh, we are from so and so organization and uh, we want to 
do a small uh, program here on mental health so they started actually uh, uh, relating it to severe conditions then they started coming up with uh, all other sorts of health problems also they said that uh, we had uh, this pro- we had uh, uh, a surgery i, I recollect one lady uh, she actually uh, was telling that you know my brain keeps aching this was the complaint that she uh, she said and then she said uh, uh, i recently went to the doctor and he told me that uh, you need to undergo a surgery and uh, she said that there will be a shock treatment also given uh, to me uh, so i wanted to know if you guys can provide me free medication and free treatment dr pallav explained to her that the team was trying to understand the various problems in the area particularly mental health problems for people living in the area the foremost on their mind were their own physical health problems talking about mental health in most contexts is a challenge however this task becomes even more difficult in hard to reach villages such as nandapuram hi i'm meenaka rao the host of this podcast this podcast we'll explain how the george institute projects called the smart mental health project in andhra pradesh's godavari districts helped increase access to mental health a similar project is underway in palwal and faridabad districts of haryana the smart mental health project simultaneously ran an anti stigma campaign which not only aimed to reduce the stigma of mental health in the community but also help people with mental illnesses reach out to health workers we shall talk more in detail about the stigma and anti stigma campaign run by the institute in the next episode the smart mental health project primarily wants to tackle common mental disorders which could be ideally treated at the village level As per the National Mental Health Survey 2015-16, common mental health disorders such as depression, anxiety and substance use disorders affect nearly 10% of the Indian population. However, facilities to treat such disorders are found in district hospitals or private practitioners in the nearest urban hubs or medical colleges. The National Mental Health Program was set up in 1982 to address the huge burden of mental disorders in the country. In 1996 the district mental health program started with an aim to decentralize mental health services however the access to mental health services is still poor in the country as per the same national mental health survey mentioned earlier the treatment gap for mental disorders in the country ranged from 70 to 92% for different disorders we spoke to dr molik earlier about the lack of access to mental health services dr molik is the deputy director of the organization and a trained psychiatrist he's been around the global health space for some time and is passionate about the access to mental health in primary care facilities even for common mental disorders like depression suicide risk anxiety uh, what we found is that uh, less than 3% of the population who have an existing such condition where actually accessing any kind of mental health care and this is i'm not saying that they were all going to psychiatrists but they were any kind of mental health care for their symptoms so that was the situation so out of 100 people only 3 people were actually seeking any kind of care so you can 
see that almost 97 out of those 100 people were not seeking any kind of care because one, maybe they didn't want to, or two, there was a huge stigma, or three, there was just no services, so they didn't know where to go and seek care. Uh, in tribal areas, this is even worse because that percentage dropped to one person. So only one out of 100 people were doing that. And this actually reflects even uh, results from other studies that have come across from uh, especially low and middle income countries, including countries like India. And there also it's, it has been shown that only 4% uh, of the population who actually need uh, mental health care for conditions like depression actually get any kind of care. And here we are not talking of high quality care. We are talking of minimally adequate care. So it's really, really bad. When Dr. Malik is talking about minimally adequate care, he's talking about the most basic care available at the primary health care level or the PHC level in any village. The PHC is the nearest health facility. PHC focuses on treating simple ailments in people and reproductive and child health or RCH. Reproductive health involves looking after pregnant women, delivery of baby and postnatal care. With relation to children, the focus is mostly on preventive care such as monitoring baby growth, immunization, deworming among others. Mental health care facilities are not usually available at the village level. Mercy and Daniel, the program manager of mental health in the George Institute said that the access to mental health care is unequal in the country. As a psychiatric social worker, he has worked in several cities in the country, including Delhi and Ranchi. I would like to say that mental health services across the country is unequally divided. Geographically, it is unequally divided. Uh, mental health services is more uh, in urban areas. One needs to accept that. And even among within the country, you will have mental health services more focused in the southern part of the country rather than the other parts of the country. So in urban regions, you would basically have the general health psychiatric unit. So each tertiary hospital has a GHP use and it would have a department which caters to uh, people with uh, mental illnesses. For instance, Palwal district does not have a dedicated psychiatrist in the district hospital. A government psychiatrist comes from Faridabad once a week. The project supervisor of the Haryana project, Santosh Chauhan, described the crowd outside the psychiatrist clinic every Thursday. Palwal is a big district. It has many villages. The lines outside the psychiatric OPD are very long. He can also not give time because he has just one day to treat people. There are so many people waiting for him that they are usually pushing each other outside the clinic. They tell us that we want to give time to patients, but it's not possible. There is a lot of crowd. People are coming from far off villages. They don't always have a vehicle for conveyance. There are no buses in the evening. They are in a hurry to go home. 
और फिर लोग गांव दूर दूर है लोगों की कन्वेंस भी लोगों के है नहीं शाम को बसें नहीं रहती तो कहते हैं हमें जाने की जल्दी है वो सारी चीजें बहुत द स्मार्ट मेंटल हेल्थ प्रोजेक्ट अटेम्प्ट टू एड्रेस द ट्रीटमेंट गैप बाय प्रोवाइडिंग मेंटल हेल्थ सर्विसेज एट द प्राइमरी हेल्थ केयर लेवल Contrary to the notions that mostly city dwellers suffer from mental illnesses, there is a significant burden of mental illnesses in rural and tribal belts. It must be understood that mental illnesses are closely linked to socio-economic and demographic factors. It strikes the marginalized sections of the society, especially women and those who do not identify with heteronormative genders. Particularly common disorders such as depression. and anxiety are linked to environmental factors such as these the george institute ran two projects in west godavari one in a rural setting and one in tribal in the tribal areas survival is the biggest issue devarapalli talks about the tribal and rural people in west godavari district and their vulnerabilities he is a trained anthropologist and has been working with the scheduled tribes for many years when we talk about mental illness the biggest problem is uh, their day to day livelihoods because every day they have to work uh, in the field and they have to wait for the natural uh, conditions to settle down for a good crop so most of them are dependent on agriculture and they also work as labor uh, in the nearby areas also so indebtedness is one of the biggest uh, problem that is uh, because of the financial conditions of these people the other problem is their uh, tra- traditional practice cultural practices whatever we call it is the alcohol consumption which is a part and parcel of the culture but when the modern uh, system started uh, encroaching these uh, scheduled tribe cultures so they started habituating to the liquor uh, which is like completely new but at the same time it is expensive compared to their traditional liquor this liquor consumption is also prevalent among the women so the women habituated to liquor consumption uh, because of the um, traditional practice of traditional liquor Uh, during the pregnancy in haryana too the problems of alcoholism is prevalent but the prevalent patriarchy in villages makes it hard for women how does one reach out to this vulnerable population and provide mental health services researchers at the george institute were keen on developing a model which will help increase the access to mental health services in the villages the systematic medical appraisal referral and treatment or smart mental health dr molik briefly explains this ecosystem smart mental health was conceptualized way back in 2014 uh it came about because uh, at george we have a platform called the smart health platform which is uh wider than mental health it actually uh, started off with cardiovascular diseases but now also includes uh, kidney disease diabetes high risk pregnancy and mental health of of course we use technology in a different way we use technology to enable the health systems to function more efficiently 
our apps are uh, often meant for uh, primary care workers to screen better and to make their life more easy, for the doctors to do uh, proper diagnosis and management using the app that helps them to deliver high quality care. We give the community health workers or the ASHA workers a kind of an, a, a mental health app which helps them to actually screen the community for uh, mental disorders like depression, suicide risk, anxiety, and then refer those who are screened positive to the primary care doctor, whom we also train using a technology-enabled tool which is based on WHO criteria. Let's unpack what Dr. Malik is saying. In India, every village in the country has accredited social health activists or ASHA. An ASHA worker is a community health worker who acts as a bridge between the community and the public health system in the country. She is involved in nearly all the health programs, be it immunization or surveillance for malaria control or simply communicating the messages that help prevent disease. She knows everyone in her village and can reach out to the community in a way that makes them comfortable. Nemana Balaji, the project supervisor in Andhra Pradesh project, who coordinated with various ASHA workers and doctors during the project, spoke about how ASHA workers' communication skills makes it easier for people to open up. Uh, people will call the ASHA with the relation, like sister or uh, sister-in-law, like that. Even ASHA also speak to the respondent. She used to call them by using any relation, small brother or my uh, elder brother, like a father thing like auntie or uncle, like that Asha usually move to the people with some relationship. The Smart Mental Health Project involved extensive training of Asha workers on mental health issues. One of the key components of this training was just using a mobile tablet. The tablet helped Asha worker screen patients who needed further mental health care. In Andhra Pradesh's tribal villages, where Asha workers were not exposed to technology as much, were apprehensive about using a tablet. Devrapalli described their first encounters with the tablet way back in 2014. Initially, they were shivering or trembling to hold even the tablet PC. Because of the training that we thought of providing to those women who never saw a tablet or who never touched, of course, when they didn't see, it is uh, uh, far away from touching. So, we thought of making such a training program that showing them how it is, asking them to touch and then to start with on and off, how to log in and log out. Then we have explained them how the mental health program is designed uh, in the scheduled type areas and how we want to work and what we want to do to the community. The training helps them screen and record data related to the given population in select villages and identify high-risk population who can be referred for treatment. Kallakuri explained this process. The set of questions included 
uh, capture of some demographic details. It also included the stressful events that had occurred uh, in the last one year from the respondents that we had interviewed, we had done the listing for, and also uh, some social support, social networking questions in case of issues, where do they go, uh, how do they seek support, who is helpful to them, and uh, there were some questions related to alcohol and substance use. There were some questions related to the uh, knowledge, attitudes, and behaviors of people uh, related to uh, mental illnesses, which assessed the stigma around mental illnesses. Some questions assessing mental health status were taken from patient help questionnaire for depression or PHQ-9 and generalized anxiety disorder or GAD-7 instruments. A scorecard based on these scales helped determine who in the community were at risk of developing certain mental health disorders such as depression and anxiety among others. During the screening process, ASHA workers were encouraged to counsel the people who are obviously in distress. Johan, who is constantly in touch with ASHA workers in the field sites, spoke about this. She can recognize symptoms of mental illness while she is screening. For instance, if a person says she can't sleep, if she cannot concentrate on any work, the ASHA gives a person complaining about such symptoms more time. She speaks to her more deeply. She tries to understand her problems. She tells her that these are symptoms of a mental illness. And you can show it to the doctor at the PHC. During our training, we have told ASHA workers that common mental illnesses can be treated easily, especially if they are recognized early enough. It is not necessarily some long-lasting illness. You can get counseling from the doctor. We also tell them that you can also counsel these patients a little. They can give them some strength by helping them share their deepest thoughts. The ASHA workers can encourage them to do things that they also like to do. The woman is taking care of the house every day, taking care of the children, taking care of her husband, taking care of the animals in her farm. The ASHA workers tell her that if she likes doing something, please give yourself at least an hour. They tell them, it's not that you have to take care of everyone and not take care of yourself, your needs and your interests. You should spend time doing things that gives you joy. These things ASHA workers tell them. People who are at higher risk of having mental disorder are then referred to doctors at the primary healthcare level. ASHA workers also do preliminary counselling for those in distress. Doctors at the primary healthcare level are usually not trained in treating mental health disorders. Doctors were trained extensively by the George Institute to handle common mental disorders at the PHC level. Kallakuri spoke about this. There was a sense of uh, responsibility that we saw uh, among the doctors where even they actually uh, expressed uh, that, you know, uh, we actually did not have any psychiatric related training in the past. Uh, especially uh, with respect to mental illnesses, how to deal with them. And it was only because of our project and the training that was given to them, they actually got to know. The treatment for most common mental disorders do not need medications. If required, 
doctors could prescribe some antidepressants so in counseling what they had to do was uh, in cases where there was no medication required absolutely the doctor would uh, suggest them to do some pleasurable activities the doctor would suggest them to you know talk or share things with their loved ones to uh, to be involved in some uh, activities which uh, actually uh, involve them or engage them and uh, try not to uh, spend time alone Uh, to do some physical activity also try to note down some things which which they feel was not making them uh, feel happy and try to you know find solutions from them since phc was far away from many villages the project supervisor often arranged for medical camps in the villages to maintain anonymity of the patients often patients would be sent one by one to see the doctor if the patient suffered from a severe mental disorder he or she could be referred to a psychiatrist at the nearest district hospital in fact during the covid-19 pandemic asha workers from haryana project site could help people in distress and counsel them the asha workers also helped those with acute mental distress especially those with addictions by connecting them with a the doctor psychiatrist while screening villages and interacting with them Asha workers were also able to handle emergency situation such as averting suicide. Daniel said that the experience was very empowering for the Asha workers. Coming to know about uh, common mental disorders is something which is very very empowering for the Ashas. You know they feel as if they are they are doing something for their community. They are at least able to prevent suicide. They are at least able able to alleviate you know your sadness or depression or anxiety among the community members the project helped build capacity of the existing resources that is the asha workers and the government doctors in psc to deliver mental health care daniel explains that the process is called task shifting we're trying to capacitate both the primary healthcare workers in terms of the medical officers of the primary health centers as well as the community health workers the ashas so what we tell the government is that we don't need anything from you it's rather that we want to skill build your existing primary health service staff actually and there's there's no rocket science in this by the way it's it's something which is extremely simple and there is enough evidence to show that if we simply just train not only train we incentivize also we provide monitoring and we provide support also to primary health care workers then they could be able to well take you know meet some of most of the treatment gaps related to common mental disorders in rural community even in tribal communities for that matter the results of the trial in andhra pradesh were very encouraging dr pallab the principal investigator of the project speaks about it we also found that uh, intervention led to uh, improved mental health uh, services for the community and that uh, before we went in only about 3% so 3 out of every 100 people who had a mental disorder were actually seeking any kind of mental health care but over the one year period that we were there that number went up to 80% so 80 out of every 100 people who had a mental disorder were seeking mental health care so it essentially shows us that if services are provided and 
awareness is raised among the community, then people will access care uh, if they are provided and they know about what to do about it. Uh, we also found that symptoms of depression and anxiety had reduced significantly over the same period of time. There are several other organizations in the country who have set up effective programs to provide mental health services at the village level. But as Dr. Molik said, the key to increase access is only if the government decides to scale up such programs. There are different ways of providing care. So while technology, uh, maybe in one place it could be technology enabled, in some other place it could be some other way of providing that care. But uh, that's how it needs to be done. And at the end of the day, government has to take up. Make sure you subscribe to The Scans so you don't miss any episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.